Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast, broadcasting live from Scania S500 and a stormy and cold West Calder. I'm joined today by... Christopher Madison, lurking peacefully in Branson Cross Truck Stop, near Redditch, because uh, I know how to party. That was oh, my next I. question. I've, I've never been to Branston Cross Truck Stop before. What's it like? Have you been in there before? Aye. Aye, once or twice. It is fairly roomy. Probably get 50 in at a push. Um, tonight, there's maybe 25 in. Um, it's quiet, it's secure, it's camered up. The cafe is reasonably all right. The food's kind of average. The staff are friendly. And there's a really unassuming little grubby porch you go in to get inside and you think, it's all right. It does what it does. However, once you get the code to get into the shower block, prepare to be mm-hmm. knocked on your ass. It's like going into TARDIS. It's massive. There must be six or eight individual shower rooms. Same again, toilets. It's immaculate. It's like brand new Holiday Inn hotel spec. It's mental. Get in. How much is that? Uh, 15 quid to park and then um, you have to feed yourself so you know 20 quid you can park and be fed but the showers I'm sorry to rattle on like I'm a pervert no 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 but the showers are stunning they make Lockerbie Les Mager and possibly Lim look like a 1960s abattoir it's it's ridiculous you open the door thinking oh it'll be more at the same there'll be a couple of grotty showers get stuffed it's massive, it's brand new, and it is stunning. I could take some pictures for you. I mean, I'll send you those for magazine if you want, but... The, uh, you know, pictures the toilets and pictures showers, in the shower. Just, yeah, we'll, have, just we'll, just, we'll just put a caveat, a caveat against the shower <laughs> pictures because I've been caught out with that before. Yeah, well, I'll have That's to be near because obviously I don't want to get wet, do I? So, uh, yeah. No, just, I will just go and reiterate that now, Redditch, that's down in the Midlands. Junction 3. Yeah, Junction 3. Uh, M42, it's about five minutes off if you follow the signs and you sat nav. You sat nav will put you straight in. It's Branson Cross, truck yeah. stop. Used to be a dairy farm, I think, at one time or another. Then it's been industrial units, pallet yard, and a bit of haulage. It, well, it, between being a dairy farm and now it was S Walker, walking floor transport. They had a tea cab and various things pulling the red and white walking floor and bulk tippers. Everybody will remember S. Walker being up and down. I don't, I don't think they've been packed in that long, but now it's yeah, they've turned mm. it into a truck stop. And it's sound. It's hard standing. It's a bit undulating. There's puddles and stuff, but, you know, it's uh, it's secure. It's cheap. And if you're a plumbing pervert, the bathrooms are amazing. No. There you go. Brilliant. The podcast is off to a really positive start. That is, informa- that is informative stuff. That's... And I realise now that I've ruined it, it's going to be packed every night if, uh, if people sort of well, can be asked doing three miles off Junction 3 to park up. But then, you know, people go to um, Upton on 7 to park, don't they? Because it's good and there's pubs and a river and stuff to park by. And it's a right ball ache to get to, but mm. people still go because it's grand. So, I know. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. I was at um, a truck stop on Friday. Uh, well, work because I was down in England. I visited Ashford Truck Stop because they finally got the new one open mm. with yeah. 660 spaces. 
obviously that's good being where it is and um, the the purpose it needs to serve Ashford's a bit a bit different to a lot of the other truck stops. But yeah. I, I was impressed with the the investment that's gone into it. I wrote down in my notepad because I was speaking to Darren, the manager, and he said that they've invested thirty five million pounds in it. And I looked back and I thought, was that three and a half million? I wrote down and it wasn't. It was thirty five million quid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's an enormous site. It is yeah. one of the more expensive truck stops to park in. But then again, the overheads are insane. And yeah. I've, I take issue with the government on the way that they charge truck stops rates because obviously yeah. a truck stop takes up a ton of space, but it has to to fit trucks in. And yeah. it's also a necessity. And I was told that the, the rates are going up from like £175,000 a year to £600,000 a year, £600,000 a year for um, providing an essential <sighs> service that... You know, it, it's not a holiday park. They're not there for fun. Yeah, so that, that in turn has to be passed on to ho- passed on to haulers as well. And this is it's, it's stupid. Know, and this is despite Rishi Sunak standing up in budget recently and saying they're going to throw a load of money at truck parking facilities. Yeah, well, you look at the price of that. Then he, he came out. He says thirty-two million pounds is what he'd come out with, which is nothing. You need to, thirty-two billion would perhaps be closer. Yeah, you know, it's just. I hope that that's not. I hope that that's just the very, very start of their engagement yeah. and consideration to deal with some of the problems, not just fob it, fob it off and things. Because there was some, there was a couple of news articles that I was reading today. One of the, one of them was saying that rail freight was flying and it's it's doing so superbly well because of um, concerns about haulage, because of the driver shortage and climate change. I was like, really? So I was yeah. Climate change again for our, the trucks that put basically warm air out the exhaust. And I had a picture yeah. of a ruddy great diesel train. Aye. Like, mm. Yes. So, yeah, more truck parking. That's there was another truck stop opening somewhere else, somewhere around Stoke or something, maybe. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen a bit of coming and going about that on Facebook. There's um I'm not sure what's going on down in Stoke. There was another one opening and there's Somebody has been saying naughty things about ADS truck stop on Facebook, and um, yeah. obviously there's been dozens of people jump into their defence saying well, they, it's they, tough, it's great. They would do. Um, ADS have got quite a um, aye. a loyal customer base. I, I've parked there a few times, and they've always uh, yeah uh, they've always been great with me. So sort of this sort of this out. Um, so no complaints there. Um, good. Yeah. The way well, there's some there's some keyboard warrior saying sort of you know naughty things about ADS, and um, I don't think he said it directly to the chap that owns it. He said it on Facebook. I probably wouldn't have said that out like Andrew either. <laughs> no, well, you know they've done it bravely from a keyboard somewhere, haven't they? Anyway, oh, so I just glanced at it all this morning and shook my head because you know Andrew. Yeah. Uh, defend himself against bollocks, but anyway, yeah, there we go. Come on, there's look at the amount of truck parking we have in the UK. You know, there's mm. nobody needs to be in competition with each other, really. No, no, but no, I, was, I did. I'm still on, I'm still uh, on my Facebook, um, self inflicted Facebook ban. Uh, apart from because of my my own my my Vauxhall stuff that I do in my spare yeah. time, so but people keep tagging me and things, and I'm not logged in, so I don't see it. You know, yeah. So, sorry. God help you when you are. You get about six thousand tags, right? Well, I'm, I'm, 
I did, I. I was like, oh, Christ, I've never seen so many notifications for things. Sorry. See, so you're on a self-inflicted Facebook ban, and I'm back on a Facebook-inflicted Facebook ban as of... What are you done some, now? I can't possibly comment. However, I'm banned until uh, the middle of January, so I've had to um, let my correspondent in Yorkshire, uh, Bruno, take over and... Um, Field the questions, etc., for a month. She she is a, a strong, strong she's woman, a, Bruno. She's yeah, she is. Know. She's a very strong woman. She's um, she's quite hefty. She never well, she's no risk of a blowing away anyway. Put it that way. Mm. <laughs> Aye. So yeah, any questions or any insults, just aim them at Bruno, and she'll deal with them. <laughs> for you. I'll uh, I'll be back probably unless I get locked up for this one. I don't know. Mm. Good, you've not been listening to Jeremy Vine again, have you? No, no, it makes me far <laughs> too angry. No, I've I've discovered uh, Planet Rock. I'm just on there all day. Oh, have you yeah. just you only just discovered that? Planet I've only Rock's... just got a digital radio for God's that's, sake. I've been that's in a frozen for eighteen years. That's a good point. No, that's that's my go-to uh, digital Aye. radio station, Planet Rock. Tell you what, twenty twenty-one, nearly twenty twenty-two. What the hell is the digital DAB radio signal network all about in the UK? You get just north of Preston and it blanks out until pretty much Les Mahago. I must have a good aerial in this thing. It's, Unless uh, it's, right. it's BBC, because that uh, seems to be different for some reason. So you can get like BBC4 and BBC5, but you want Planet Rock, an absolute rocker. Um, I, tried, I tried one of the country channels, but it's like crap commercial countries. I didn't like that, but... Um, I play, uh, why can't you get dab radio all over the country? It's, it's ridiculous that you don't. Uh, well, I've only just got one, so it's still novel to me, so I quite like it. Mm-hmm. it um, oh, even the, the old fashioned fading that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite, quite narky. I'm, I've not got a CD player in here because I've got 10,000 CDs, but anyway, apparently I should be streaming. Yeah, right, okay. Well, you need like, you can stream, but you also need to have like a fair old amount of data available as well if you're going to stream music all month long. Because well, I've got Amazon, I've got Mr. Bezos's Amazon Music Unlimited. Uh, yeah. It's like eight quid a month. And what you get is, um, it's basically every song that's just about ever been written is on that. So you can be like, remember song from 20 years ago and just go and look it up and it'll play it. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, pretty useful in that respect but I do feel a bit bad because there's been a few albums that recently I've listened to I've got a few times and in the past I would have bought them but I've just listened to them on that and I, I keep making a mental note to go back and go and buy like half a dozen albums to support the yeah. artist you know because they're getting like not point none, none, yeah, none, you none, should still be pence. proud of yourself because your eight pounds a month has helped put William Shatner in space I, I like William Shatner and I'm pleased I do. space it's some boy, and it seems fitting that Captain Kirk went to space yeah. before he snaps it. Yeah, I, like I, that. I, I never knew. Weirdly, when I was growing up, one of the first TV shows I can remember watching was TJ Hooker. Aye. Which had um, Heather Locklear. Lock like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of trucks. Aye. Trucks. Wagons. Or lorries, as Andy Thorpe likes to call them. Hello, Andy. Mister Mr. Thorpe's lorry is wagon. What does he call them? Wagons. That's lorry. But, no, he's a lorry man. Lorry man. Because you, yeah. you, you get where's wagon? That's like certain parts of the country. I think of a wagon as being like a thing that like made it a wood. It's a Yorkshire thing, wagon. Is it three wheels I, on my wagon? 
Are you going out with your father in wagon tomorrow, Sidney? I don't know. It's not kind of a Yorkshire thing. No, it's wagons up our way. Mm. Lorry. You see, lorry to me conjures up like pre BRS. Oh, yeah, said and diesel. <laughs> type bollocks. Yeah, you know, well, where you slept in gigs and went up a shop and e, you know. 12 mile an hour with your David Brown straight six gearbox and me, I'm in middle lorry. Um, what's the first long distance Clara on Pigeon Street, that dubious? Long distance Clara. I mean, yeah, that, that so conjures up images of her having, like, you know, great endurance for something else. Yes. And I thought, I thought that, <laughs> you know, back in the yeah. day when I was a little, I thought there's like, a dubious, that something dubious very, very mysterious about. Long distance, Clara. Let's hope we never find out. Uh, oh, um, I just type, I just started typing in. It came up long distance relationship. Uh, oh bless! Oh. You haven't sent me this picture yet, have you? Told I have. I. Right. It's on. I don't know. It's. it's well, yeah, the last WhatsApp I got was thirty-three minutes ago from my daughter Daisy, and it says Wes is smiling, and Wes is my terrier. So it's not like the next door neighbour weirdo that's smiling at my kids. It's it's a dog. Alright, so I am back out next week. I was out uh, three weeks ago. I was back out driving again in the eight, eight before Scania tipper for Archie Johnston. Uh, G410 XT. Cracking bit of kit. I have to say, like, I didn't um, didn't particularly miss not having a manual gearbox, which is a first for me in an eight-wheeler. Never been particularly particularly into um, having an automatic when it comes to that type of work, but no, it was spawn and clutch and demanding it as well. That was a grand week because I was at, I spent um, a good couple of years driving that eight wheeler Foden for Taylor Morrison, and I really, I really enjoyed the eight wheeler work. It's uh, oh, so going back and trying to do some more, but obviously, with, with truck and driver, I can generally spare one week out each four week cycle to go and drive. Um, so I am out next week. I've got a Volvo, I've got the FH 16750. Get in, shalom. Uh, Martin at Volvo said, uh, He said, What do you want? And I said, What have you got? He said, Um, everything on the press fleet's available. I was at well, of the 750, then I've already had the 770 Scania back in god March. Um, oh. so it would be rude not to. <laughs> I've got that. I'm also taking the 460 turbo compound out in spring, but also, well, I've got the Scania 530S in January, oh. and then I've got the R540 in February. Um, and then, oh, hello, uh, Jamie from Mercedes Benz, who listens to the podcast, had mentioned that he had some um trucks available in the fleet, so I She'll be looking to get back out in a Mercedes as well. Um, if it's one of the new Actros, is it the Actros 2 it's called now? Google that. Uh, if it's Could I the, not have one of those, please? Uh, you don't need to have one. I, good, good. I'm going to go and have a good, I'm going to have a good weekend one, I think. Um, possibly not the 630 this time. I'd never like to try like the mm -hmm. top spec 13 litre one because I've already had yeah. that one before. So it's good not to repeat. Uh, once that's done, the other two on my hit list, I suppose, would be uh, an MAN TGX of some description and the new shape Renault Range T. Mm, Have you seen any of those new either. ones on the road yet? I haven't, I haven't I encountered any. No, nobody's seen any. Probably, probably not paying attention. They look exactly like the other ones. I just, yeah. Yes. I'm not interested. I'm really not. I don't like the look of the T's. 
They um some of the lads that were the T highs have done some nice some nice cosmetic jobs on them, but generally a naked tee without accoutrements hanging all over it is awful. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's new a MAN that, is awful. Um, you reckon? Aesthetically, it's awful. Yeah, it's one ugly piece of stuff, that. The new Iveco S-Way is awful. Oh, come um, on. I'm not having no, this. It's, like it's a... an ugly, horrible contraption. Is that my opinion? I don't get paid by truck and drivers, so that's all right. It's my opinion. Um, I don't really like the look of these things either that I'm sitting in until they've been bedecked in things. Um, you know what? You know to, what looks I, nicer than all the rest of those trucks. I was just going to tell you, but go on. No, you, you, you. Go no, wait, wait. Three, two, one's do at the same time. It's just Volvo. say the truck. You've cut in front of me there. Sorry. What were you, what were you going to say? You're going to say that the Volvo is the best looking truck of them all. Yeah. I, oh. I think I think the Volvo FH is the best looking thing out there, really. Um, I was going to say the Ford and Alpha. I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking new. Oh, current models, right? Okay. Aye. Current models. I mean, the new Volvo. tackle. Yeah, we've got we have got well, we had um, Anderson's Volvos on the cover uh, a couple of issues back, and the issue yeah. coming out a week, uh, well, on the seventeenth of December, is uh, an extremely nice Volvo. Um, mm. And hopefully I'm going to manage not to cut the owner of it straight in half in his feature this time. Oh, he's a, he's a lovely lad. He's very useful for washing upstairs windows as well if there's no ladder available. <laughs> yeah. He's um, he's like a reverse midget and he's got a very, very lazy dog. But that, that is a fantastic machine, that it thing. Is. And... um. Almost made me upset that I didn't buy a Volvo. But yeah. we'll ratchet that by we'll explain to the listeners what it is. I mean, it's um, Andrew Thorpe's new Volvo. Um, Andrew's previous lorry was the ERFEC 11 Olympic, which he'd restored. And that was a truck which he was working full time. And he proved that it is still possible to run certain models of old truck. Um, yeah. It's getting more difficult now because of the ULI zones, but without a shadow of a doubt, proved that it was possible to do so uh, yeah. and do it. Um, it was a viable proposition to be able to do that. So, fair play to him. Mm. But obviously, I've, you need to move on. And this Volvo has got it's a version five, um, dual clutch, 540, and I don't think there's an option on it that hasn't been ticked. It's some bit of gear. Um, Aye, she's bonnie. Like I said, they're that good to drive. When I had, in fact, I've actually got three videos I need to put together for Truck and Driver because uh-huh. I found the login for the YouTube account again, which is my dreadful poor excuse. I've got a video on the Actros One from last year, a manual DAF XF, and the Scania's I was driving in Sweden to put together. So a bit to look forward to to there. But uh, that that Volvo, when I was driving them last year at that press day, the 540 dual clutch made such a strong impression on me that I was yeah. considering that if I was working for someday, or indeed if you're buying it for yourself, because I think it was about 30 grand more for the FH, 16, 750. But if you put the yeah. two of them side by side, unless you're running up the side of Everest all day at max weight, that dual clutch setup is that good that, you know, I would be tempted to go, give me the smaller engine truck. Well, our good friend and uh, Harrogate bringee of tankers has just taken his... Um... That's right. New Volvo. We mentioned that. We need to get that featured, actually. I'm writing yeah. a note to message him. 
that's um, on the road. It's been on the road for about a month, and he loves it. He's, he's never driven a dual clutch before, and he uh, he was plonked into this five forty in uh, in silver. She's beautiful. She's colour coded to match the big silver tanker that we had at Harrogate that oh. used to be at the back of his Merc, and he is absolutely in raptures about this Volvo. And he's uh, he's ticked every box you can tick as well with swivel seats and fancy tables that fit mm. over your legs and this and that. And he's had microwave moved somewhere else out of the way. And he, you know it's it's a stunner. He uh, he's loving it, loving it, loving it. A few glitches, radio keeps going off and freezing, and dashboard occasionally goes mm. and freezes. Um, but that pre-production seven fifty that I had out for you lads. For yes. a week, that one kept throwing electrical uh, twitchy bits. And uh, is it Martin that I spoke to at Factory? Martin, Martin, uh, yeah. Martin Tomlinson, who's been in the podcast yep. a couple of times. Yeah, he deals with the press fleet. Yeah, rang him and he says, oh, oh, yes. He says, yes. He says, what you need to do with that is stop, collaborate, uh, and listen. No, uh, <laughs> turn isolator off, count to 10, turn it all back on, and it'll be cool. But that was a pre production model. So that was to be expected. Mm, and it, um, it was a brilliant. Brilliant piece of kit that, and oddly for a demo in that sexy purple metallic colour with all the tackle on board, it it didn't have a lot of uh, top spec bits and pieces inside. You know, it didn't have a swivel seat and it didn't have various bits and bobs. But what a tool that was! I mean, mm. the only experience I'd had with Volvo's, especially FH16s, was anecdotal. People say, "Oh, it'll sup some will that," you know. Oh, and I think old 750s did drink a lot, but you know, we hammered that up and down. We're cutting turf into Surrey and that from Yorkshire with it at full weight. And I struggled to make it do less than nine and a half over a week. And for something that big that is, that is. to run the way I ran it, which was hammer down and let's get on because I had it for a week and I wanted to mm. enjoy myself. It was a bloody awesome bit of kit. Awesome. And I've never been more comfortable in anything I've ever driven. Mm. Yeah, they're so good. They're really. I think now, like overall, the the standard of truck across all the manufacturers. I mean, it's just phenomenal mm-hmm. now. The, the the new things that Scania are bringing in that new thirteen liter engine. I don't think I've spoken to you about that. Have I? We no. Not, that is some bit of kit because it's all new. Uh, yeah. So completely changed. Single piece cylinder head. They've got rid of the push rods. It's got twin Super. cams. It's going to, it's 560 horsepower and top spec, 2,800 newton meters of torque. And I think they've tweaked the torque up as well on the, yeah. new, fi- the new 500 model. And they reckon that the, at the moment that it's going to set another new benchmark for fuel, um, yeah. which will be impressive if it can get ahead of the Volvo Turbo Compound, which I believe is now officially sort of the best yeah. one. But I always take fuel economy. Figures are not the, never the be all and end all because it depends on the application and what you're doing when you're coming. Oh. Who's doing who's doing what? But uh, yeah, it's really really exciting the things that are coming out of coming out of Scania going yeah. forward. So. Um, well, a tenuous link because you mentioned fuel and my brain just went fuel. Hmm. Um. Stuart Holt that I pull for, as you know, runs nearly exclusively Volvo's, a Volvo team completely, but he did take on a couple of DAFs a couple of years ago at the right money, I think, from Imperial in Hull. And they have been 
frightfully good on fuel. And I, I couldn't really make anything out of that um, 5.30 I had on demo. Um, but it, his lads must have been shown how to drive them right. I don't know. But he's, uh, he's more than happy with the fuel on the DAFs, the big bloody cumbersome things. But um, he's not so happy with the service and the parts availability. And he, and he, he did sort of mention that if I could broach this with me, Aye, discuss we, it without... Um, yeah, yeah, without... Yeah. yeah, before we yeah. started recording, um, this this had this had came up, and it's just it goes back to again. It's the issue is rarely with the truck itself; it's with mm. the backup or the parts yeah. availability for it. Because as you'd mentioned, that he did yeah. an issue with a knock sensor on an oh. engine which was not available for like thirty six hours, and the the dealer certainly wasn't covering themselves in glory, and it's. It's mad yeah. because just a few weeks back, I was speaking to uh, one of our feature uh, truck owners, and they're like, you know, the, the, the DAF dealer is the best out the whole lot. I bought yeah. this truck specifically because he was the service I get, they would stay open, they would do anything. And then you go drive not even a, a couple yeah. of hours up the road, and it's they can't get a knock sensor for 36 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as we saw, yeah, discussed Matt. You know, Matt had gone on to Volvo from Merck. He'd had five years out of that 510 mm-hmm. megaspace, gigaspace contraption he had. That thing had been blameless. It'd been a wonderful wagon. Absolutely brilliant. No problems with that truck whatsoever in five years. But the reason that they have not gone back for another one is quite simply the Mercedes dealer network is not fit for purpose. They have had that much trouble Um around the country when they've needed bits and pieces, but their home dealer, their supplying dealer, who I'll not name because anybody that needs to know can find out, um, has been indifferent at best and bloody awkward at times. Um, Everything is a problem. Everything is a trouble, you know. And The one um, saving grace, I think, for Volvo going forward is, Matt and his, uh, his gaffer know the lads at Crossroads Volvo up our way very well, and they have a good rapport with them. I think the Volvo relationship's got off to a flying start, which then links back into the Stuart Holt, Eddie Holt, Stephen Holt scenario, the Holt's Volvo obsession. They have got exemplary service and have a brilliant relationship with their local Volvo dealership in Hull. It's absolutely there. When they need help, they get help. When they need backup, they get backup. And he tried DAF because the DAFs came at the right money at the right time. So he thought, yeah, we'll have a go. So he had a go with DAF. And the trucks, apart from the common faults, which are many, as you know, sensors for this, sensors for that, you know, Christmas tree dashboard, etc. Anyway, the big one came a couple of weeks ago when one of his lads, was out in the West, shall we say, and it went into limp mode and they managed to get it to a dealer. Um, it turned out a knock sensor had gone down, just a knock sensor. And the dealer in question over there in the West said, there isn't one in the country, sorry, we're going to have to get one from uh, Eindhoven or somewhere. somewhere I, I convenient. That, you know. strange. There must be something to that because a knock sensor is fitted to every yeah. single engine there is and it's such a yeah. common item in general well, in the world of engines and they, across the board. They had this lad 
held prisoner for 36 hours in, uh, well, in a travel lodge. I think Stuart put him up in a hotel in the end because you can't really be sleeping in the yard of a daft deal of two days. So it was going to go over into day three, you know, into three nights and then beyond until I think Stuart had what's known in the trade as a full-on bloody meltdown. And uh, I think the upshot of that was possibly two of these dafts are going to be rammed squarely through the office windows in Leyland if somebody didn't get the finger out. And then, hey, presto, they managed to find a knock sensor somewhere down country and dispatch a chap in a van to go get it. Now, when you consider that these are the biggest volume sellers in Europe, to not have a knock sensor in country is is just beyond insane. That's I can bizarre. understand something, it. Something weird is going on there, but having to press the nuclear option yeah. to just simply get somewhere is not good. You know, it's stressful and it's it's yeah. time consuming and it's and you know, I think we've mentioned this sort of dealer relationship before, though. Um, Brocklehurst, you know, Dave Webster, the owner and MD at Brocklehurst. I work for. Rockies years ago. And we, we featured the last way in the magazine recently. Yeah, one, yeah, but yeah. Where, where Northern commercials go, mark-wise, um, Brocklers go. You know, if Northern commercials started selling um, Pegasos, mm. then I think Dave would probably run Pegasos because the relationship that he's always had with that dealer has been 100%. It's been fantastic. So went from DAF to Iveco as, as a dealership change. Um, if you get a good dealer, you know, half your battle's won, isn't it? Let's be right. But if you get a bad dealer, you can have the best product in the world. But when you need backup, if the backup's not there, you are buggered. I mean, downtime's downtime. And, um, you know, mm. we're that busy. Yeah, well, yeah. We, you know, halt. Collectively, you know, it's a run up to Christmas and that, you know. Halt's are that busy all year, you know, with the plants mm. and everything else. It's, it's relentless. And to just have somebody just flippantly say, Oh, we'll get you on three days or so. It'd be, you know, yeah. It's a knock centre, lads. It's not a back axle. You know, it's not a new cab off the line. It's it's a knock centre. Let's get it into perspective. So let's just see uh, see what mm. lands next in the, in Holt's livery when mm. uh, you know the next well, two are replaced this year. Mm. I'm interested to see what what mm. comes. I'd, I'd probably wager it won't be a brand new daff. I don't know. But, mm. Well, Who am I to comment? Um, and it, it won't be um, a Foden. I'm fairly no, sure it won't no. be a Foden. No. Probably not. <laughs> it should well, be. It really it should, should be a Foden. But it absolutely works. should. It's the least they can do. You know, whack a badge I'd on like, I'd like to think the next thing that appeared in my yard would be a silver Foden. Um, oh. Back from whence it's been hiding for the last six months. I'd like it to come back, but I... Mm. Uh, I don't think a new daddy would like to sell it back to me. So anyway, no. there we are. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, everybody. It was as random as these ones can get. Um, if you disagree strongly with any of the opinions, tough, it's a free country. Aye. If you're listening to this, though, you know, you're probably you're probably not one yeah. of you know, the, the... But the, if you do have any serious concerns, um, you can dial this free phone number. It's 0800, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay. Cool. okay feel well, free to touch me in the truck stop lovely Please. stuff okay well good to catch up with you again I shall it's been be a pleasure touch, be in touch again soon
I was afraid Literally. to sort of track you down. She disappeared. I, I imagine you might be languishing in a Danish prison or something. I didn't know where you'd gone. Anyway, I forgot you were off to Sweden and doing other stuff. So. Yes, yeah. uh, Sweden Christmas, Sweden work Christmas party. Yeah. Asked, I've asked somebody out on a date, so we'll see if she said, see if that goes ahead. Oh, it's a she. Oh, it's a she. Obviously, it's a she. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, Petite blonde one at that, so we'll see how we get on with that. Probably nowhere, but I'll update you next time in the podcast. Okay. Catch Just... you soon. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.